Hello everyone, hey Pastor Terry here, and I want to welcome you to Summit Church Fenton's Midweek Bible Study. I'm so glad you joined me this evening. Uh, hey, last Wednesday evening I started a series on the subject of promotion, and uh, and in this series what we're doing is is we're we're looking in the Bible and we're finding out different things that we can do to uh, cause God to promote us or to bring about promotion in our lives. And uh, of, of course, our, our uh, foundation text is Psalms 75, verse 6, which says that promotion doesn't come from the east, the west, or the south. Well, if it doesn't come from the east, the west, or the south, there's only one left. That's the north. And of course, God's throne is in the far sides of the north. So what this scripture is telling us is that that promotion comes from God. Real, true promotion comes from God. And, and, and when God promotes us, uh, you know, no man can demote us, okay? And so, so again, we're looking in this series at different things the Bible says that we can do to bring promotion into our lives. And also, we'll be looking at things that can cause us to be demoted or, or to, uh, 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 things that will, that, that we can do that, that would hinder promotion from coming to us. And so last week, I, I started with the subject of humility, which is probably the, uh, the number one subject. Uh, of course, all these subjects that we're going to be looking at are important, but I, I would say humility is prob probably stands at the head of the list for for causing God to promote us. Uh, the Bible says, you know, we looked at it last week, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he would exalt us or promote us in due season. So anyway, if you missed last week's uh, uh, session, you can go and find that on our, on Facebook, you know, Summit Church Fenton Facebook or our Summit Church Fenton YouTube or summitchurch.us. That's our website. Go to Pastor's Messages and you can catch up and, and find out what I said about humility and how important it is uh, as it pertains to, pr to promotion. But tonight, the subject for tonight that I want to look at is the subject of faithfulness. Faithfulness. Very, very important when it, as it pertains to promotion. Now, uh, in Proverbs 28 verse 20, the Bible says, a faithful man, a faithful woman, a faithful person will abound with blessings. Now think about that. A faithful person will abound with blessings. I think we could say it this way. A faithful person will abound with promotion. You know, faithfulness will bring promotion into our lives. Uh and then it goes on to say in that verse, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Uh, a, hasten, a hastening, something I've, I've learned about faithfulness is, is faithfulness is not something that you just do one time or, you know, uh, uh, you know, well, I'm going to be faithful for, for just, you know, once or twice or just a little while or I'm going to be faithful for a week or two and, and then, you know, and then all these blessings and promotions are going to come. No, no, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, there's really nothing quick about faithfulness. You know, uh, it, it's, it's a, it, it's something that, that you have to, to be over a long period of time. You have to be faithful 
like I said, not just once or twice or for a week or two or a month or two or even a year or two. You have to be faithful over a long period of time. And uh, and then uh, the Bible says a faithful person will abound with blessings. Abound with blessings. Or I think we could say, as I've already said, will abound with promotion. You know, uh, faithfulness is is uh you know it, it it's one of the major things that that causes God to promote us uh you know in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 it, it, faithfulness is something God is looking for in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 the bible says moreover it is required in stewards now a steward is an overseer and you know uh we here as Christians, we, we oversee the things that God has, has given us. And, and, and as stewards, notice what the Bible says. It's required in stewards that one be found faithful. Faithful. Now, I, I mean, that, that's a powerful statement to me that, that one thing is required as we as stewards operate and oversee what God is, has put into our hands and what he's entrusted us with, is he requires us. It's required, not optional, required that one be found faithful. Okay? Uh, and so very important. It's a requirement. Something God is looking for is faithfulness. And, uh, you know, there's another verse that, that, that's always, uh, stood out to me. Proverbs 20 verse 6. Uh, it, it says this, most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man or who can find a faithful person? I think one, uh, uh, Bible version says a faithful person is hard to find. And, uh, you know, that's God speaking there. You know, if, if God has a hard time finding a faithful person, they are few and far between. And, uh, and so what I've, what I've taken out of this verse is that there's really not a lot of faithful people, uh, in the world. I mean, now, now some people are. Some people are just so faithful. I mean, I mean, they're just, they're so faithful. You could set your clock. You could set your watch by them. I mean, they're just, and, and, and there's, there's many, many people who are, who are good, faithful people and many good, faithful Christians. But I tell you what, just to be totally honest, they are few and far between. They're hard to find. And God says, you know, who can find a faithful person? So again, if it's hard for God to find, God to find a faithful person, you know they're few and far between. Okay. So, so there are faithful people. I'm thankful for faithful people. I try to be, to be faithful in what God has, has given me. Uh, so, so there are faithful people, but, but there's a lot, 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 lot more unfaithful people than there are faithful. Okay. So I want to encourage you, hey, be one of those people who are, who are faithful and not unfaithful. Okay. Uh, now, now having said that, let me define faithfulness. You know, I'm a teacher, so I like definitions. Uh, but this, I mean, this is one of the, 
the greatest definitions that 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 I've ever ever uh, uh, read or or that I'm aware of, and and uh, I I just. I was teaching some years ago on faithfulness, and and this this just you know, I was teaching on this subject many years ago, and I was in the pulpit teaching, and you know I I looked at many different different definitions of faithfulness in the in the different dictionaries and so forth, and I never found one that suited me really. I mean they're they're all, all good definitions, you know, but there wasn't one that really just tied it all together for me. And I was up teaching, and this this just came up out of my spirit. Uh, I believe the Holy Spirit gave this to me. And here, this is a good definition. I mean, this I, I didn't get this out of my head. I got this. The Holy Ghost gave me this. Here it is. Definition of faithfulness. Always doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it with a good and a right attitude. I mean, now that... That is is the definition of faithfulness. I'm going to read that again, and you might, after I read it again, you might want to pause me, rewind it, listen to it a couple of times, you know, uh, because this, I mean, this is really, this just nails it down, what faithfulness is. Always doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it with a good and a right attitude. I mean, that, that sums it up, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, I don't know how to, I can't, I can't really expand on that, expound on it. I mean, that says it all. Always, always means always, doing what you're supposed to be doing. When, when you're supposed to be doing it, with a good and a right attitude. So, I mean, let me just say this. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you're grumbling and complaining the whole time you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, now, you know, according to this definition, you're not faithful. You know, and there's a lot of folks over the years, and I've even done it myself, you know, I'd be doing what I was supposed to be doing, and I'd always be doing it when I was supposed to be doing it, but I was grumbling and complaining and moaning and groaning while I was doing it. And, and you know, I wasn't being faithful. I mean, it would appear, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm supposed to be doing it, but I was grumbling and complaining, so I wasn't faithful. I mean, this definition, as I've said, it, it sums it up. You know, in the midst of our always doing what we're supposed to be doing when we're supposed to be doing it we need to be doing it with a good and a right attitude you know of course we're talking about faithfulness but the, you know attitude with a good and a right attitude attitude and i could teach a, another uh, uh session just on attitude but we'll just incorporate it right here you know attitude and promotion but you know since attitude is a, a part of the definition of faithfulness, let me just say a few things about attitude. It's so important when it comes to promotion. You know, there's an old saying that says, attitude determines altitude. Attitude determines altitude. Wow. Now that 
is very true, isn't it? Attitude determines altitude or how high up you go. We could say it this way. Attitude determines promotion. Okay? Attitude is all important. It's a, it's a, it's a, as I've already said, it's a major ingredient to faithfulness. Okay? Uh, and, and it's so very possible, as I've already <laughs> said about myself, and I've watched many people do this, you know, it's so possible to be doing the right things, but with a bad attitude. You know, in, in Second Chronicles chapter 25, there's a man named Amaziah. He, he was a king of Judah. And I'd recommend you to go over there and read the, at least read the first couple of verses. I think, I think it's the, maybe, it's either the first or the second verse brings it out. Is, is, I'll just put it in my own words. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a right heart or not with a right attitude. And you know, as you read on in that, in that chapter, it, 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 it cost him. It cost him. His attitude cost him and it cost him severely. And it even, if you read into the next, uh, uh, chapter, into chapter 26, you can, you can see, I think it's pretty clear that, that it even, in some ways, negatively affected, uh, his son, uh, Uzziah, who, who became king after him. You know, uh, I, I thought about this next example some over the years, uh, you know, like, for example, if you have young children, you know, and you're, you know, you're driving to church, you know, uh, with your spouse and, uh, and, and you're driving to church. You've gotten up, you've gotten up, you know, early on Sunday and you've gotten everyone dressed and all of that cleaned up, driving to church, children in the back seat. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're doing a good, noble thing. Very good. Got up early on a Sunday in the car, driving to church, but, you know, you know, you're arguing and going, not arguing. Let me, let me change that. Not arguing, but grumbling and complaining with your spouse in front of your children about go, well, going to church. Rawr, 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 rawr. Well, you know, you're doing a good and the right thing in that you're, you got up early, got everybody, everybody ready. You're going to church. But while you're driving to do this good and wonderful thing, going to church, you're with your spouse, you're grumbling and complaining about doing that. So you're doing a good and noble thing going to church, but you're grumbling and complaining while you're doing it or headed, headed, headed towards church. Okay. So you know, that's not good. All right. So that's not being faithful, even though you're doing a good and right thing, but you're not, your heart's not right. So it's technically not, not faithful. And, and think about this. Think about what it does to your children as they're listening to, you know, their parents grumble and complain grumbling and complaining about going to church. So you see, faithfulness is not just about our actions, but it's about our attitude in our actions. Okay. And so, uh, we, we, we've got to do the right things, but we have to do them with the right heart. Uh, you know, there's a scripture, uh, in Isaiah, it's Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Or we could say it this way. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eventually be promoted. 
uh, eating the good of the land, the good of the land. That's per, to me that indicates promotion. But notice, willing and obedient. Okay, and so uh, you know you have to have them both. Uh, you know, and again, it's uh, you know it, it's you got to watch this. It, you know, you can be you can be doing all the right stuff, and that's good. That's wonderful. But if you don't have a willing heart then then it it disqualifies you from being faithful even though you're doing the, the good and the right stuff so uh hey why am i teaching this to you because hey let's all examine our hearts and let's be sure that you know we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing but in the midst of it let's have a good and a right heart i mean you know think about it you think about it. if you don't have a willing heart you're being obedient, but you don't have a willing heart. Think about that. You're doing all the right stuff, and maybe you're doing all the right stuff for a long time, even years and maybe decades, but you've grumbled and complained the whole time. And think about that. All that time comes and goes. You did the right things, but you didn't have a willing heart, and you don't get credited for any of that time. You, you get you don't get credited for being faithful during any of that time. That's <laughs> That, that's something, man. That's, that's sad, is it? And, and I, you know, I, I, I could be at the head of the list at times on that one over the years, you know, in days gone by where I've done the right things and, you know, but I'm, you can ask my wife. She'll tell you I sometimes I'm grumbling, complaining, but I'm doing all the right stuff. <laughs> and then we wonder sometimes why we're not promoted more than, than what we are. So, hey, if, if I just described you, hey, you know what? One thing about this attitude, you can, that quick, you can have an attitude change. Change the attitude. Hey, if you're going to be doing all the good and the right stuff anyway, just make a change and do it, do it happily. You know, so just make, just repent before the Lord and say, if you haven't been willing, just repent and say, Lord, I'm going to be willing instead of unwilling. And, uh, hey, you're going to be doing all the good and the right stuff anyway. Might as well be willing in the midst, midst of it. <laughs> And get credited for faithfulness and then get promoted. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, you can make that change in your heart, that attitude change just like just fast as, you know, one can snap their fingers. So be, be willing, not just obedient. Okay. And you know, thinking about attitude and I could teach a whole hour on, on Joseph. You know, I just, in fact, I just taught on him not long ago in one of our sessions, uh, I don't know if it was here or at, at the church building, but, uh, you know, he's an example of attitude. I mean, you know, he went into the pit, you know, his brother put him into pit and then he wound up in, in, in Potiphar's house and, uh, then he wound up in, in prison. Well, there's a lot of peas in there, right? The pit, Potiphar's house and prison. But he, you know, he, he didn't deserve any of those things and he wound up in some bad situations. But uh, he never, to, I can't find where he ever had a bad attitude, where he ever grumbled or complained. He just did the best with whatever situation he was in. He was very faithful in, in Potiphar's house and in prison. And, and you study Joseph, you know, in the Old Testament, you study Joseph's story out. He kept a good attitude. He was willing and obedient. He was always doing what he was supposed to be doing, when he was supposed to be doing it, with a good and a right attitude, you know. And, and, and particularly when you see him there in, in Potiphar's house and in, 
and, and, and in prison. And you know what? I mean, you talk about promotion. He got the, I mean, he got the granddaddy promotion of them all. I mean, he went and became the number two man in the nation of Egypt because of his faithfulness. And see, God, promotion comes from the north and God, you know, uh, put his hand on Joseph and that good and that right, willing and obedient heart in Joseph. Always doing what he was supposed to be doing, when he was supposed to be doing it, with a good and a right attitude. And, and God, from the north, promoted him, and he went from that pit, and from that Potiphar's house, and from that prison, all the way to the second in command of Egypt. You think about it. So faithfulness is so important. Uh, attitude is so important when it comes to promotion. And you know, speaking of attitude, something else I could do a whole series, uh, not a series, really, I guess I could do a series on it, but a whole other session, but I'll just incorporate it here. Being thankful. Being thankful. Being thankful is so important when it comes to promotion. Uh, you know, I think about those 10 lepers. Remember that Jesus healed? Remember that? He said, go, they came to him and he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Remember that? And they went off. They were, as they went, they were all cleansed, but there was only one who came back and gave the Lord Jesus thanks. Think about that. You know, well, think, now think about that. There are 10 of them and only one was thankful. You know, faithful person's hard to find, you know, uh, so nine of them didn't come back. One of them did. So, you know, if we went by that, I guess we could say there's only about 10% of the folks that are going to be faithful and thankful and have a good attitude. I, I would, I wouldn't, you know, take that story and make a hard, fast rule on it, but it's not far from, I don't think it's far from the, the truth. There's about 10% of the people, probably Christians. Now I'm talking about Christians that are, are, I'm talking about Christians that are really, uh, faithful and, and, and have a good and right attitude and thankful. But, uh, but only one of those lepers came back and, uh, something, isn't it? Be healed of leprosy and not even return to give thanks to the Lord. Nine of them didn't come. Jesus, you know, what does the Bible say? He's, he's looking for faithfulness, right? We already said that. And, uh, and remember when, when, when that one person came back, the Lord said, where's the nine? Where's the other nine? See, he's looking, God's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for a good attitude. He's looking for a thankful heart. You know, and he only found it in that one that came back. But he was looking for those other nine. <laughs> I'm convinced, now I can't prove this, but I don't think you can disprove it. I'm convinced those other nine didn't keep their healing. Now, I can't prove it. You can't disprove it, but... uh well, that's just what I think. And uh, it, 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 we need to be thankful. Thankfulness is so important when it comes to uh, the subject of faithfulness and, and, and promotion. Actually, I think faithfulness is, a, uh, is, is, a, uh, is an ingredient of, of, of faithfulness. Thankfulness, faithfulness kind of all go hand in glove, really. Uh, I think... Uh, about, you know, I think about Jonah. Remember Jonah? He, the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to him and, you know, he, he ran from, from God, the assignment God gave him and 
he wound up in the belly of the fish and all of that. But it's interesting if you go back and look at that story, when he was in the belly of the fish, among other things, one of the main things Jonah did is he repented. And, and in that repentance, one of the main things he did is he became thankful. He became thankful. And when he did, <laughs> that fish, the Lord spoke to the fish and the fish, you know, threw Jonah, vomited him back out onto the, onto the, onto the shore. Well, that's a promotion coming out of the belly of the fish back up onto the shore. That's a promotion. You know, that is, I'd take that as a promotion, you know. What's the point? Faithfulness, I, I, uh, thankfulness, Jonah became thankful. Jonah became thankful in the belly of the fish. Thankful. And right after he, he became thankful, the, the, like I said, the fish vomited him out on the dry ground, caused that promotion. See, thankfulness is a, is a, is a major ingredient to promotion. Thankfulness. It, 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 it's an ingredient of faithfulness. Thankfulness, faithfulness, all kind of go hand in glove. I think you're getting what I'm trying to say. I think about Paul and Silas in that prison at midnight. And they were in there. They didn't deserve to be in there, Paul. But, you know, under the power of the Holy Spirit, through the name of Jesus, cast a demon out of that, that young girl, that fortune teller. And long story short, him and Silas in prison, in the worst part of the prison, midnight hour. And when most Christians would have probably been grumbling and complaining along with yours truly, guess what? Paul and Silas were singing praises to God. And remember the power of God hit that prison, shook the prison and all of that. And as a result, uh, Paul and Silas were released from the prison. You know, that's a promotion. That's a promotion. So they were thankful in that midnight hour when the circumstances were bad. And, uh, so what I'm trying to tell you is, is, uh, uh, let's be faithful. Let's always be doing what we're supposed to be doing when we're supposed to be doing it with a good and a right attitude. Okay. And, uh, let, let's keep that good attitude. Let's keep a good willing heart and, and let's be thankful. And I tell you what, you do that over the long period of time, uh, uh, Something's going to be coming out of the far sides of the north with your name on it. <laughs> it'll be promotion. And God will promote you in. Remember, it'll be in due season. In due season. Not always when we think it should come or how we think it should come. Or, and again, I'll say it when we think it should come. A lot of us think we ought to get promoted a long time before we do. <laughs> One reason God doesn't promote a lot of people uh, before the time is right is because if he did, it would destroy the person. You know, he, you know, God's got to season you in some things and teach you some things and attitudes have to be right and, and so on and so forth before God can really promote somebody to a real position of, of authority. Otherwise, you know, I mean, if you take just some young whippersnapper and you, you promote them to a high position, uh, and they haven't had years of proving themselves and learning and being trained and, and showing faithfulness and you put them in that high position, it'll just destroy them. I, I've watched this over the years and heard about different stories how, you know, a, a, a parent will take their child, very young child, and, and, and just, you know, they, they, they turn 18 or 19 and they put them in charge of, 
of a whole big major corporation or something or an area of a corporation and the whole thing just a lot of times is problems and whatnot. Well, the person was put into a position of authority before they were uh, prepared. And uh, I always like it, you know, when when I see a, a parent that may own a big business or any kind of a business and they make their child begin sweeping the floors or, you know, doing menial tasks and these kinds of things because that child, to put them in a position of, of power before they're ready can just destroy them, would typically just destroy them. And so, you know, putting them in, you know, cleaning the dishes or cleaning the floors or dusting or whatever, just what we'd consider menial tasks, uh, you know, and let's see if they're faithful in, in those things. And then, then put it as, as they grow in that, then they get in, can be put in a position of authority and then they can be very effective. And so, uh, uh, you know, so, but nonetheless, uh, one reason I want to reiterate it, that God doesn't promote folks. Yes, they, they lack faithfulness. They lack a good attitude. They lack Thanksgiving. But another element of it is, is that, you know, as we're, see, if God does promote us before we're ready for what he really wants us to do, it, 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 it can cause, uh, it, it can cause some issues. You know, I think about Moses. We talked about him last week, but, you know, it, it took, it took 40 years on the back, 40 years. I didn't say 40 minutes or 40 days. It took 40 years on the backside of the desert, really, where God was working some things in him. I think it's clear. And uh, uh, he was a very humble man, then God promoted him. And, and if you think about it, he was in the, in the desert for 40 years. Where did God have Moses lead the children of Israel? Out into the desert? Well, you, you take that many people or anybody out in the desert, you need somebody leading them that knows something about the desert. So, so what I'm trying to say here is that uh, just be faithful, have a good attitude, be thankful, and uh, let God season you real good. You know, you know, I, I don't like to eat eat meat when it's just been thrown on the grill for just a, a short period of time. I, I like meat that's been uh, you know, and like my mom, she used to make meat in a crock pot. I mean, it'd sit there all day long. I'd go to school in the morning. She'd be putting that meat in there and then sat there all day. Sometimes I wouldn't eat it, get to eat it till six o'clock that evening and sitting there 12 hours. Man, you just eat that. It was seasoned. It was just so soft, falling off the bone. See, it was, it was seasoned. It was ready to eat by the time I got home, you know, in the evening. So, so, you know, we're much the same way. We need to let God season us, work on us. And uh, then when the time's right, if we'll be humble and faithful, then he'll exalt us in due season. Hey, let's go to Matthew 25. Uh, Matthew 25. Uh, looking at my clock here. I've got a little bit of time left. Let's go to Matthew 25, verse 14. Parable about faithfulness and promotion. This is a parable of the talents. Now, Jesus gave this parable... And it's all about faithfulness. Now, a talent back in the Bible was a, was a, was an amount of money. Uh, now in our vernacular, when you think about talents, you don't think about money. In our day, you think about abilities that people have given, uh, that people are given by God. Talents and abilities that people are given by God. But back then it was money. So, so as we read this, uh, you need to realize this was pertaining to money, but I think it, we could also read it and think about talents that the Lord has given us, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. 
Matthew 25, verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is speaking here. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also, and he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and uh, brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you've delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. See, there's promotion. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also Verse 22, he also had, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Well, there's promotion again. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You see how faithfulness brings promotion? And, and anyway, and then verse 24, he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Wow. I mean, think about that. You wicked and lazy servant. Well, this guy here was not doing what he was supposed to be doing when he was supposed to be doing it. And God, and the Lord likened that unto laziness. He called him wicked. He said, you wicked, lazy servant. I knew that uh, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him. Well, no promotion for this guy. Now the other two, they got promoted. Did you ever notice the other two didn't get the same amount? They didn't get the same amount. One got five talents. The other got two. So it didn't have anything to do with the amounts they were given. It had to do with what they did with what they were given. And they were faithful with it. Okay? And they got promoted. But this guy, he, he didn't. He went and he, he, he went and hit it. Didn't do anything with it. And the Lord called him lazy. And then in verse 28 said, Take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Oh, I got ten. Boy, he got a little more promotion, didn't he? Um, wow, think about that. Take the talent from him, the guy that had one, 
and give it to him who has ten talents. And then I'm going to read, uh, that was in the New King James, but I'm going to read verses 29 and 30 in the New Living Translation. I think it'll be clearer to you what the Lord was saying. Verse 29, then he says this, To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. See, he's talking about faithfulness here. Using well what you're given, and you'll have an abundancy. Abundance. But from those who do nothing, no faithfulness, even what little they have will be taken away. Think about that. Not promoted, but demoted. This guy got, he, he lost what he had. He had one and did nothing with it, lost it. He could have did just what those other two did. You know, but he didn't. He, well, like I said, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing, what he was supposed to be doing it. And he didn't have a good right attitude. He, he was afraid, lazy. Anyway, I'll read verse 29 again. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw, oh boy. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. You say that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty extreme. That's pretty tough. Well, you're going to have to go talk to the Lord on that one. I, I'm not, that's what he said. And that's what he said and it's right. Prompts me to want to be faithful. How about you? Faithful with what God's given us. Whether he's given us much or medium or little, that's not the issue. It's what are we going to do with what he has given us. Okay? You can see faithfulness brought blessing and promotion to the two here. You know, the one with the five talents, one with the two talents. In fact, when they, they, they got really promoted and blessed, but that, that guy here at the end, he, well, I've already told you about it. It wasn't good for him. Go to Luke 16. Go to Luke 16. Uh, a little bit more on this. Jesus said, He who is faith, faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust, or I think we could say unfaithful in what is least, is unjust or unfaithful also in much. I mean, that's that is... I mean, that is so true. Why would the Lord said it? So it's true. He is truth. But I mean, you talk about true. I mean, I have watched this over the years. He who is faithful. I've watched this in folks over the years. Notice it in my own life, you know. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful in much. But he who is unjust or unfaithful in least is also unjust or unfaithful in much. Therefore, if you have, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, or we could say that mammon is just worldly wealth, if you have not been faithful in worldly wealth and possessions, who will commit to your trust the true riches, our real promotion? You know, uh, the parable of the, uh, of the talents here, uh, the Lord gave that, that same parable 
uh, in another another place, another gospel account, I think he used minas or pounds. And in, in that uh, parable, he talked about the promotion w- was where uh, uh, people who, the, the, the two people that were faithful not only got more money, but they got uh, uh, situated over authority over cities, like 10 cities or five cities or whatever it was. You know, I, I've said this for years and it's true. Uh, you know, during the uh, millennium and, and, and during that time when we rule on the earth with the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe our reward and our assignment in that time is going to be based on what we do in the here and the now. And I tell you what, if we're faithful over just something what we would consider maybe is very small right now, in the millennium, the Lord may well get, we might be a governor over, over a, over a state, you know, or, or prime minister over, over England or something like that. I don't know, but I mean, just, but what I'm trying to say is, is it, you know, in that parable, it was an assignment over cities. The point is, is if we'll be faithful now to the Lord, it'll bring great promotion and reward, not only in the here and the now, you know, when the time is right in due season, but also in, in, in eternity. And, uh, but anyway, the Lord, uh, in the parable here of the, uh, uh, talents that we just read and then the one that he gives with the minas, it, those are amounts of money. And, uh, he talks about being faithful in, in, uh, he said, if you can't, if you've not been faithful in with money, I'll put it in my own words, with money, who will commit to you the true riches? You know, it's interesting. There's something about money. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's something we all have to deal with. It's something that we need to operate here in this earth. And so, uh, 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 much, much attention is put on money. And, uh, you know, uh, it's like Clarence and Jimmy Stewart. I, you know, remember in a wonderful life and Clarence said, we don't use money up in heaven and, Jimmy Stewart said, well, it comes in pretty handy down here, bub. And he was right. I mean, you need it down here to operate. It shouldn't be the main focus of our lives, but you need it to operate. But so many people have put, I mean, money, what, what's the old saying? Money makes the world go round. I mean, now that's not true, but I mean, money, money, money. It's interesting. The Lord used money a lot in, 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 particularly in these two parables. He used money. There's something about money and faithfulness. I want to, and the reason I'm bringing it up here is I want to call it to your attention is I, I, I'm convinced the Lord watches us as we handle money. I mean, money, I, I mean, we work during the week to get money so that we can pay our bills so that we can buy things that we like and all that money. There's something about money. I believe the Lord looks at how we handle money. And well, he says it right here. And, and so I, I call it to your attention. Be, be very watchful about how you handle money and be faithful with your money. Okay. Because he says here, if you can't handle money faithfully, natural things, possessions, natural things faithfully, he said, who will, how could you ever be committed or entrusted with true riches? I mean, these are, now he's talking about like, like, like spiritual things that, that are, it's greater than, spiritual things are greater than money. But if you can't be, you know, uh, uh, 
faithful in money, God's never going to entrust you the real true riches of the, the, the things of the kingdom, the kingdom of God and the, and, and these, the, these sorts of things, uh, which is real promotion. So be watchful with money. Be sure that you're, you know, you're a tither and a giver. Be sure that you do that according to the word of God. Okay. Uh, I, it's interesting. One person said, you know, said, well, you know, when I get a million dollars, I'll, 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 I'll become a tither then. And you know that is not true. That's a lie. It's scriptural. The Bible says it. Jesus got just got done telling us that the person that, oh, he makes a million dollars. He's going to start tithing then? No. Jesus said that that person won't tithe on a million if he won't tithe on a, on, on, on a, on a dollar. See, if you know the guy says, yeah, I make a million dollars, I'll tithe. No, you won't. Not if you're not tithing on a dollar. If you won't tithe on a dollar, you won't tithe on a million. If you won't tithe on a dollar, you won't tithe on ten dollars. If you won't tithe on ten dollars, you won't tithe on a hundred. If you won't tithe on a hundred, you won't tithe on a thousand. If you won't tithe on a thousand, you won't tithe on ten thousand. If you won't tithe on ten thousand, you won't tithe on a million. No matter how much. See, if you're not faithful in the, in the least, you won't be faithful in much. So watch how you handle money and possessions. Always honor the Lord with them first, okay? Handle, uh, uh, in fact, in one of the future sessions, I'm going to be looking at the natural side of promotion and things we can do, not just spiritually like humility and faithfulness, but some natural things we can do according to the book of Proverbs that'll cause promotion to come. But, but the way, and so we'll say more about it at that time, about money but and, and possessions and things. But I'm telling you right now, be faithful in the way you handle money and be faithful in the very least. And then God will make you ruler at some point over much. Now, having said that, I want to close now with, with this. Look at verse 12 at Luke 16, 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Now, the Lord said that. And so when we talk about the subject of uh, faithfulness, uh, th- this needs to be mentioned is faithful service to another. Faithful service to another. If you've not been faithful in that which is another man, who will give you what is your own? Uh, I mean, you just think about it there at work where you work. If you want to get promoted, you better be faithful to your boss, right? It, 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 if you're not faithful to your boss and faithful in that position to somebody you're under, you're not, you're never going to get promoted. You know, you know that as well as I do. But as I look in the Bible, I, I see different people in the Bible who were faithful underneath someone else. This goes back to submission and authority, which we talked about some weeks ago. But I see in the Bible people, you know, who were faithful to someone who was over them. And in the process of time, they got promoted. I think about Joshua and Moses. I mean, Joshua was faithful to Moses for, I guess, what, some 40 years. Was right by his side. Wouldn't hardly leave his side. And, uh, you know, the time came. Of course, Moses laid his hands on him. And, and then after Moses died, you know, Joshua took over where Moses left off. But he was right by his side for some 40 years. See, 
he was Joshua was faithful to Moses, and then he he got promoted. Joshua did, and he he took over for Moses. Think about that. What a promotion! And then I think about Elisha. He was under Elijah. Those two prophets in the Old Testament, and and, and Elisha served Elisha. And as you study into it, I, I'm not totally. Uh, uh, I can't dogmatically say the length of time, but as as I've studied after different different uh, scholars on the subject, it seems like Elisha was faithful under Elijah. You know those two Old Testament prophets. Elisha was faithful under Elijah for some ten years, approximately. Not 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 ten minutes, not ten hours or ten days or ten weeks, but ten years. Think about that. Joshua was under Moses forty years. Elisha under Elijah ten years. And you know, Elisha was known. I remember after Elijah was caught up to heaven, Elisha took over for him, got that double portion of anointing. But uh, he uh, he's known as the man who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Now you think about that. Talk about a servant. He served Elijah faithfully for uh, for ten years. Known as the man who poured, well, he wasn't known as a prophet of God at that time. He was known as, a, before he got promoted, he was known as the man that poured water on the hands of Elijah. But eventually, he, that faithfulness, see, from the north, that promotion came. And then he, he, he became a prophet. You know, he, he stepped into that fullness of, of being a prophet. And he got the double portion of what was on Elijah. Now, I, I don't have this in my notes, but I was just sitting here thinking about, uh, I guess it was Philip, remember, in the New Testament. He was faithful to serve under Peter and John and the apostles and wait tables. And he did that faithfully for some time. And eventually, in the process of time, you know, the Lord promoted him and he, he became an evangelist and had some, some mighty things happen in his ministry and, and went down to the city of Samaria and had a great revival down there and got translated by the Holy Ghost on a couple of occasions and I mean, powerful stuff. But if he was, wasn't faithful to wait tables, none of that would have ever happened. Think about that. So he was faithful and then God promoted him. You know, I think about, you know, uh, uh, I've had, I've had some, some, I call them whippersnappers. They've showed up at the church over the years, a couple of them over the years, and they tend two services right away. They want to preach. <laughs> and, uh, I, I told the, I, I, well, I've, I tell, I've told, I've told all of them. There's been a handful of them. I say, well, I need somebody to clean the restrooms on uh, Monday. Show up here to clean the restrooms. Do that for, for, you know, um, six, eight, ten, twelve months. And then I got some other things for you to do. You know, maybe work on the grounds outside. And I never have seen those people come back. They want to come preach, but you know, <laughs> you gotta serve. You gotta serve under somebody for some time and be faithful. I know. My wife and I, we served under another man. See, if you want to be, if you want to get your own, you got to be faithful in what is another man's. I know my wife and I, we were faithful in another man's ministry for, uh, for many years. And, uh, uh, and, and then eventually God gave us, you know, gave us our own church. And we've been able to help a good number of people over the years. But, you know, I didn't just start out on day one, uh, uh, pastoring, uh, or preaching. Uh, I started out on day one, the, Pastor said, uh, I said, Terry, I, I want to, uh, I need to talk to you. So, uh, he, we set a time. I went out and bought a suit. I thought he was going to ask me to preach. I showed up to the meeting and he took me down to the restrooms. 
and he gave me a, a bucket and a sponge and a mop. I said, what's this for? He said, I'm going to give you the first, second, third John ministry. <laughs> so I was cleaning the toilet. So that's where I started it. But thank God, I trust I was faithful in those things. And my wife, you talk about somebody as faithful. My goodness, as faithful a person as you could find, my wife, Diane. And uh, But in the process of time, you know, God moved us along and, and, and promoted us. So uh, I think about a lady that showed up at the church some years ago and attended for, I don't know, just very short time. I don't even remember her name, but I remember the incident. And she, she... She, you know, uh, I, I think she tried out for the worship team and came to one practice and, and then, uh, she was going to take over the worship team, you know. <laughs> so we said, you, you can't do that. And we never saw her again, you know. Um, I think of another man. See, this is, this was a really good man many, many years back, many years back. But, uh, he, he, he came to church regular, attended regular. Wonderful man. But he he came to me, said he, he's going to move. And I said, oh, really? Okay. So we talked about it a little bit. And he said uh, he's going to move to a certain part of the country. And he said the Lord uh, told him he was going to, told him to move to a certain part of the country. And, and there's this, he called this big minister's name. And and uh, and he said, uh, yeah, the Lord told him he was going to, uh, was going to take over that, that ministry for that guy. Big minister, I and I, I, after I got back up out of my chair, I, you know, I didn't want to, I'm joking, I didn't fall on the floor, but I wanted to. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but I said, the Lord told you that? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes people think the Lord tells them things that the Lord didn't tell them, you know, just people concoct things in their head. Now, this was a good guy, but but I said, well, what are you going to do when you get there? He said, well, I'm going to do just what I've done here. I'm going to just attend regularly and be faithful in my church attendance be faithful in my tithing. And I said, well, I said, that's all good and well, but you're going to have to do a whole lot. You're going to have to do a whole lot more than that. If you want to be promoted up into, into that, what you're talking about. I said, you're going to have to volunteer. You're probably going to have to start out in a parking lot ministry. You're going to have to, you know, clean the, clean the restrooms. You're going to have to sweep the floors. You're going to have to work your way into, you know, be an usher and, and, uh, you know, all the way up the chain. I said, you know, you're looking at to do that. You're looking at, you know, 10, 15, 20, maybe more years of faithful, maybe longer than that, a faithful service doing the, the, you know, uh, you know, before, before that guy's even going to let you, you know, carry his, carry his briefcase, you know, and, and the guy there in my office, he kind of sucks. Oh, <laughs> see, you know, what am I trying? And he's a good man, and 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 I had I haven't seen him a long time. He's he's a good man, but I didn't say that to embarrass him, and nobody nobody know who I was talking about. Uh, but uh, but you see, faithfulness—it's not something that you do one time, two times, three times, but be faithful somewhere for ten, twenty, thirty, forty years, like Joshua, like Elisha. And I think my wife and I, we were faithful in another man's ministry. It's probably eight, ten years, something like that. So the faithful man will abound with blessing. A faithful man will be promoted. Faithful woman, man, boy, girl will be promoted. Hey, I hope you got something out of this. Hope this was a blessing to you. I'm going to stop right here. And I think I preached long enough to you. Hope you're enjoying these Bible studies and, uh, Hey, I'll pick up next week on this subject. We'll look at another topic that will uh, cause promotion 
in your lives. And in the meantime, have a great week. And I look forward to seeing everybody at Summit Church this Sunday, 10 o'clock. All right. God bless you. Uh, this is Pastor Terry signing out. Okay. Bye-bye.